Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Ray, I'm just going to turn them all on. We'll see which... We'll see which one Trey is on. Good afternoon, Trey. He's on orange. Hey, I'm on A. <laughs> okay, he's on A. All right. Um, Marcus is with th- this week, and uh, he happened. He, <clears throat> you actually took on uh, Trey's input, but that's oh, okay. Man. It worked no, out. No, fine. no, no. Oh no. I can't believe you stole Tylon B. You must be on report. You on the reported app, Marcus? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm afraid I may get electrocuted or something now if I took Trace. <laughs> well, Trey. I have bad luck. Uh, there is a lot going on. And really, what is going on is uh, this, what's it called? The... Um, the Hog Wild Hangout? Hog Wild Hangout. You'll think I'll get the hang of that eventually. But uh, <laughs> Danny has done a great job keeping us up to date. But the visitor list continues to grow. And my, how impressive this list is already. Yeah, there's a lot on it. I and mean, teams are doing this, you know, all over the country. They, You know, some of them have barbecues. I think LSU is having a pool party. I'm sure somebody's doing a pizza party or something. I don't know. They come up with, you know, these names. It's been uh it's been the uh, Woo Pig Woo Pignic before. It's been uh, you know, just just all <laughs> kinds of little names like that. They come up with something different and this year they're calling it the Hog Wild Hangout. Um I don't know why it has to have a name. Doesn't seem very Sam Pittman, but I guess somebody <laughs> decided to to give it a name. But yeah, there's a there's a lot there's a lot of committed guys that are coming in. I mean, a ton. I think he's probably got at least a dozen uh, committed guys listed that are that are coming in, in the class of 2024, and Grayson Wilson also in 2025, and then um, a lot of really highly regarded four stars. And uh, so uh, it's it looks like it's going to be a really really good weekend, and uh, maybe. Maybe help them put the final touches on this class of 2024. I have not seen one name that I thought would be on this list, and maybe uh, it's to be added. Wyatt Simmons, is is he part yeah. of the group? I, I don't believe he's part of the group right now. Um, Danny's got Braylon Russell listed as likely. He doesn't have Wyatt Simmons listed as white, as likely. So he's possibly going somewhere else, not really sure. And um yeah, I mean, most of the guys who are uncommitted, though, you know, I say put the finishing touches, you know, maybe say lock up some of the guys that are already on board. But most of the guys that are listed who are uncommitted are class of 2025 or even 2026. Trey, how big of a uh, – I realize he has not committed, but uh, just to get uh, all the way from Hoover, Alabama, Jeremy Juju Cook, this is a big-time safety. Yeah, he is, no question. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it's big. <laughs> Anytime you get somebody from far away to come on their own dime, I mean, official visits, you, you are able to pay for the athlete. I believe one parent. Um, one, uh, yeah. 
yeah and a lot of times you know the other one will pay their own way and stuff but when you can get a guy to you know come across a couple of states all the way over to the other side of arkansas then that's uh that's usually a good good sign for you know you and the prospect i mean for what it's worth hoover is basically birmingham so that tells yeah. you how far away someone is coming it is but we've been to island. hoover so many times randy is Hoover really Birmingham? I just felt like we were just kind of <laughs> isolated over in, you know, back when. And that's just, you know, kudos to to Nashville, Grand Hyatt. I mean, that, I just thought that was the best one we've had. Absolutely. Hands down. Being able down. to do stuff and the organization. I mean, never had a, an issue with anything. Hoover, nothing against Birmingham but or Hoover, per se. Per se but, um, you know, you'd be in that. It was a mall hotel and you would realize after a little while maybe like you hadn't been outside in a day <laughs> you know, just because they kind of kept you crammed in there and uh you know just a few few restaurants uh just right by there you were just kind of you know kind of on an island out there um in hoover but nashville i mean you were you had a lot you could had a lot you could do so I know I got off topic there talking about media days, but uh, yeah, anytime you can get a guy coming from that far away, it's it's always good, especially when they're willing to pay their own dime. Well, we always drove, and you had to go through Birmingham to get to Hoover, which is about 12 miles away. Okay, so it's a suburb, if you will, but uh, it nevertheless it was it. Uh, uh, the thing that impressed me the most uh, from a working standpoint uh about the grand hyatt the way they had it set up a what we think of is radio row you were not sitting on top of each other if you wanted to walk from the main media room to the electronic room uh, then you didn't have to basically wade your way through bodies because there was space to move around and uh, we were setting right off the escalator so there was just two other tables beside us one on each side of us so yeah we had plenty of working room and uh i, I thoroughly I, I love that aspect of it but okay back to the uh what are they i mean is this like a barbecue cookout or something that that seems to me the venue that sam has has kind of preferred is it not yes i i mean it's going to be like, you know, I would assume on campus like it usually is, but uh, I don't know if it'll be catered by, you know, Wrights or Sassy's mm-hmm. or something, but mm-hmm. I think Wrights has done a lot of those. Um, or if they'll be cooking on site or something, that, but they'll, I'm, I'm sure they'll make it fun. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's usually a big event every year. So. Well, you know that uh, when it came to closing the deal on one Patrick Bradley, it was barbecue. Coach Richardson served right? up barbecue. Yeah, that was the closer. <laughs> so, anyway, for what that's worth. That's um, now, we are getting close. Is there an official, and I realize they're there, but, what is hey, what's going on with the, with the athletes now? Are they still in any of these, quote, voluntary workouts? Uh, with the strength and conditioning, uh, are they taking a couple of days off? Because I got to believe we're about what a week, a little bit over a week, maybe mm-hmm. a week and a half 
from when they, quote, will officially report? Well, it looked to me like they were maxing out uh, last week. Uh, you know, they had the video of Bo Lemmer squatting 700 pounds. So usually when you do a max out, that kind of signifies that things are coming to an end. Um, on just my calendar, you always hear, you know, eight-week training cycle. And so as far as I can tell, that would be this week, I guess. It's either wrapping up this week or it wrapped up last week, okay. one or the other. Uh, but I, I would think maybe this week and then you give them, you know, a week um, before you head into fall camp. Maybe maybe it's a little bit longer than that. But I would think uh, you get a week and then fall camp starts. So, um, yeah, that would have them wrapping up this week, getting next week off. And then and that's just me assuming, you know, we don't get a whole lot of information out of, um, you know, what I got. I, I, was, I put out there in terms of, you know, maxes and stuff. But uh we don't get a whole lot out of summer workouts anymore. So, uh, but that's what I would think. Get a get a week after this one, and then start camp. I would say report day is probably August third, and then camp starts August fourth. Those are also unofficial, but just based on the calendar last year, I would think that's how it's going to play out. That gives you the twenty four practices over twenty nine days leading up to the first game. Trey in the rehabilitation of Marcus. Would, would would you kind of give him your feelings, your thoughts of what should be expected uh, with maybe some solid, positive improvement on the defensive side of the football? Can, can you continue to rehabilitate Marcus? Because if and, we say yeah, it's going to be better. Last time. Yeah. Go ahead, Randy. I'm sorry. Well, no, I was just going to say every time that we say it's going to be better, Marcus counters. Yeah. Why? I don't. I don't see any improvement. So, if, and, and Trey Trey brought me along last time, Randy. You know, I, was, I, I, I was remember, but I, I'm yeah. not convinced you're you're still not out there on the cliff. <laughs> well, I, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's okay to be on the cliff. I mean, it's there's so many there's so many unknowns. You know, I looking at this year, like you know, how's Arkansas going to replace? You know, they lost players that accounted for over half the sacks they got. It was a record-setting year, 42 sacks, most since 1998. It's the only other year they had at least 40 sacks. Uh, but, you know, just looking at, like, how they're going to replace that, the, I think the difference also with, you know, teams in the past that have had a lot of sacks at Arkansas, they, they haven't been bad on pass defense. And Arkansas was one of the worst – no, was the worst. Was the worst 131 out of 131 teams. And, and uh, passing yards surrendered last year. You know, you look at the rest of the SEC and sacks, uh, you know, the top other teams that are in the top five, they didn't finish in the bottom five, you know, in pass defense. So there's something, you know, weird there that Arkansas has got to figure out. Uh, but, uh, you know, part of it is just maybe you just didn't have defensive backs who were good enough to cover one-on-one while you, you know, got after the quarterback. And when you didn't get to him, you know, you got a guy running wide open. So uh, they've got to figure that out. Arkansas is going to continue to be aggressive. But the thing that's tricky about anything these days, first of all, I'll say this. When I look at the front seven, the four defensive linemen, um, you know, the two linebackers, so let's say front six, not including the safety. Um, when I look at those group guys, I see depth that is going to allow Arkansas to get through a whole season, hopefully, you know, unless there's just a rash of injuries. But they should be able to withstand a lot. Um, but the thing is, 
everybody else in the SEC is able to create depth quickly. Defensive line, you've got nine seniors on the defensive line, nine scholarship seniors in four categories, redshirt, super senior, super senior, redshirt, senior, and senior, four categories of seniors, but they're all seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the three deep is, is solid to get them through the season, especially uh, at defensive end. You know, defensive interior, mm-hmm. I really like the top five or so guys, six. Um, Marcus Miller's had a hard time staying healthy throughout his career, even going back to high school. He'd probably be the sixth guy. So the depth is there. They need Landon Jackson to really come on and be a sack guy for him. I think Trajan Jeff coach your, your other end. Uh, you know, they did some good work in the transfer portal, bringing some guys in. But, again, I've said this before. If you take this team, and let's just say this defense, and put it up against other Arkansas defenses in the past from a depth and talent standpoint, I mean, this would look like one of the best groups in history. It's just oh, that. wow. Well, Ooh, it's just that everybody else. Now. It's not, Marcus. You got to follow along. Everybody else now is able to do the same things. The transfer portal has changed how these teams look now. So Ole Miss is able to add a bunch of transfers for their defense and shore up. And Ole Miss's defensive group, probably compared to past defensive groups, looks as good as any in their history just because they're able to shore up things so quickly in spots where you'd be relying on true freshmen or redshirt freshmen. Now you have a senior who's coming from, you know, some other school where he uh, had a major impact. So, and that's happening throughout the SEC particularly. So while it looks good, and we we just kind of have to guard against that, while it looks really good for me to say there's nine seniors on the defensive line, they're going to be really deep. And they, they should. They should be able to get through a season healthy. But Ole Miss is getting through a season healthy because, you know, they've loaded up on the defensive line and linebacker. So you understand what I'm saying there? Like, yeah, it looks it looks like they're pretty in pretty solid shape. I would still say the secondary is probably um, maybe the weaker link just because there's so many unknowns with, you know, all the guys that they brought in and how are they going sh- to shift things around. So, yes, this this team, this defense compared to – you know, Arkansas defenses, you know, 10 years ago to three years ago, it, it, this is probably a better group. But those Arkansas defenses 10 years ago and three years ago, aside from a few select teams like Alabama, um, they weren't playing they weren't playing offenses as good as the offenses are now because they're so deep and they're, so, they're able to just go out and get players and plug in veteran, reliable guys. Um, you know, not only at the top of the depth chart, but throughout the depth chart. All right, I've got a question from Casey. Mark, are you convinced? By the way, okay, never <laughs> well, mind. I was following. I'm, I'm trying. Okay, I'm trying to get there. Connect the dots. I'm trying. All right, this from our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. This from Casey says, a lot of my Oklahoma friends call. Arkansas bottom feeders of the West. I have been a football coach in Missouri and Florida before becoming life coach for men as the age with health and fitness. Do you think our players are going to be more physically prepared this year to handle the hugger or not? I think it's 
juggernaut. Um, schedule. The road is a lonely place. Please talk about it. like to hear uh, y'all's thoughts. We seem to trail off last year. They looked tired. Mm-hmm. First of all, who cares what the Oklahoma fan says? <laughs> I like it. Sec- <laughs> Do secondly, they haven't been wrong. I mean, it's not like Arkansas football uh, has been just on top of the world now. They emerged from the ashes in 2021 and won nine games. They they should have had a better team last year. They only they won seven games. They lost a lot by, um, you know, just a few points. Um, you know, the Texas A&M game stands out. The Liberty game stands out, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. There were, there were opportunities for them. The LSU game was another one. So it, it can it can be so close the, the margin between you know wins and losses. But before Sam Pittman got at Arkansas, they're not wrong to say Arkansas has been bottom feeders in the West. I mean, it's the, it was the worst eight-year stretch in the history of Arkansas football. It was the worst five-year stretch in the history of Arkansas football, two-year stretch in the history of Arkansas football. However you want to break it down, that's how bad it was. So um, for them to say that isn't necessarily wrong now. I don't think, and, you know, we talked about this a little bit with when Rick was on the show and we were in – in Nashville that, you know, well, what do I want to say here? I, I kind of kind of lost what I was going to say. I, but start, I don't know what direction you're wanting to go. So <laughs> well, yeah, Arkansas I lost, what, four games by nine <laughs> points last year, a total of nine points? Yeah, I, like believe that, that's, yeah. I, believe, I believe that's right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, did, I kind of lost my train of thought when I, was, when I brought Rick up and I put myself back in Nashville. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> It'll come to me in a second. And you're still at the table, and you still got the headsets on. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I I think those are good points. And I think, obviously, you look look at the team statistically in trade right for a long time, a lot to be desired defensively. I think the, the compensation, though, for Arkansas has been and has to be, um, you know, complimentary football. They, they have – Arkansas has to get turnovers, period, period, oh, yeah. to be successful. They have to get turnovers. Helps defense, helps take possessions away from the other team and those offenses Trey is thinking about. But this year, I, I'm going to put the onus squarely on one person. I rarely do that. KJ Jefferson's got to take another step. Mm-hmm. He's got to show a lot from a, not just a leadership standpoint, but a toughness standpoint and a productivity standpoint, and an intensity standpoint from the opening kick. It can't be this, let me get into the game and let it flow. I mean, he's got to drive this team with intensity, and especially on offense. they got to score points, guys, and that will help whatever happens on defense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what I, what I was going to say, though, um, I, I remember it is just basically that we can't, we can't base Arkansas – success we can't can say you know something is good based on what happened in 2018 2019 that just that can't be the measuring stick for for saying okay things are things are this now you know um arkansas football is so much more than what it was the last eight years and especially 2018 2019 and i mean you can throw 2020 in there because they just won three games they should have won four that auburn game is a win in my opinion um, you know, there were some other games that they lost. I think maybe two other games that they lost uh, on kicks also, close losses. 
those kinds of things have to go Arkansas's way. I mean, that's just the way football is. You lose a lot of games with close losses, and that's why um, that's why the transfer portal is so important. You know, how many times do you guys hear somebody say, "Oh yeah, we uh, we battled Alabama for three quarters, so we just just couldn't get it done in the fourth quarter." Well, the reason you couldn't get it done in the fourth quarter, I always call it the Alabama slow death is because they just lean on you and lean on you and lean on you. And you get to the fourth quarter, and not only do they have better players, but their players are fresh because they're deeper. And Arkansas has a chance to rotate more freely on defense especially. That's always been a key one. Um, And stay healthier in the fourth quarter. And what does that look like? I don't know because I I really haven't seen it. (laughs) I don't think I've seen it in 20 years I've been covering this team. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That is Trey Mitty of hogsports.com be brought to you by Escher Wrecker Service Company.